This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Actually, let's go to Mark, and I want to read it out of the um, Amplified Bible. We've come to a place, uh, and I believe that we have grace now. It's funny, you can hear certain things, but until you have the grace for it, um, you know, you're just hearing it. See, the birds are happy outside there. Somebody's built a nest. That's all right. Um, but God is still doing something. He is creating a readiness with His teaching. He has to create a readiness in our heart. There have been times in my life, I'm sure in your life, that you, that someone said something to you. You know, God tried to say something to you, or somebody tried to say something to you, but you just weren't ready to hear that. There, there was no receptivity. It wasn't what you, it might have been what you needed to hear, but it wasn't what you wanted to hear. Is anybody with me tonight? All right, uh, Jesus said that. Actually, I'll, I'll, uh, I want to read this. Uh, let, me, let me start with the, with the Message Bible. Um, yeah, we'll go to Matthew the... Thirteenth chapter, <clears throat> and this is the, the this is the uh, teaching when Jesus really began to teach, and he he started his ministry preaching. There was a proclamation: the kingdom of God is here, and that proclamation stirred, you know, interest. And it was during that time that you know there was a there was the initial confrontation with the devil. There was some confrontation, you know, before that with uh, uh, John the Baptist and the religious folks. It was, uh, there was then uh, the confrontation with Jesus and the devil. Then there was confrontation uh, with Jesus and the religious people uh, in charge during those times. You're not going to preach the good news if Jesus had confrontation. The gospel is confrontational. It's going to make some folks glad, and he was pulling those folks. Those folks were showing up. It was making some folks uh, mad, and those folks were showing up. Amen? I mean, uh, if we think that we're going to take a territory for God without some degree of confrontation, we're, we're, we're not preaching the good news. We're just going along to get along, you know, and we don't want to, you know... Uh, we, we don't want to, um, you know, be the type of Christian that nobody really knows that. Especially the devil. Well, especially the folks that the devil has a hold of. Now, we don't have to wrap, you know, wrap people upside the head. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, something different about you. Now, they're asking a question about the hope that's in you. Now, present... The gospel, amen. The good news is, uh, you know, good news is good news. You know, God said yes. Yeah. 
Amen. I mean, the good news is God said yes in Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the good news, happy. Happiness, we're happy. Are you hearing? I know that might take a little while to talk you into it, but it'll be all right. All right, 13, it says about the same time, Jesus left the house, 13, Matthew, for first verse, and this is in the Message Bible. Um, he, he's, this is this uh, um, parable about the, uh, about the soil, about the seed. It's about the sower and about the seed and about the soil. All right? Uh, it's about God. It's about the devil, and it's about us. All right, major categories there. But he, he really began to teach, and he asked them uh, in verse, uh, I've got to skip around a little bit here, so you just have to follow me. He asked them in verse um, 9, he said, Are you listening to this, really listening? The disciples came up and asked, Why do you tell stories? He replied, You have been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift or this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Whenever so now why is that? All right, now he's he's going forward to help them to understand the reason why it was given to them, they had a ready heart to receive it. There was a readiness in them. You're not going to see Jesus uh, you're not going to see Jesus if you're not looking for. They were looking for the Messiah. When, when they, were, they were going out, John was the forerunner, and, and he was preaching a preparatory baptism, getting people ready for God. That was his assignment. Okay? And, and Jesus came, and, and John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. Well, uh, you know, uh, the people that were looking for the Lamb of God, see, it received it, saw, understood, began to follow Jesus. All right? I mean, uh, um, uh, who was it? What was the first one? Andrew went and, got his, went and got his brother and said, Look, we found the Messiah. There was a group of people that there was, there was a readiness created, you know, uh, um, by the Holy Spirit, I believe. But, I mean, they were, in the, they were in the preparation meetings. They're looking for God. And see, if you look, if you look you'll find Him. Now, now, consequently, now listen, consequently, there were, there were other people there that John the Baptist said, he goes, why are you slithering down here to the river? Don't think this water's going to change your oily snakeskin. You ain't here for the right reason. You just came down because it's the popular thing to do and the crowds are bigger here than at church on Sunday morning. Are you listening? There's all kind of folks in the crowd now and all kind of people have all kind of motive of why they want to be where. Isn't that right? All right, but and obviously there was a there was a a smaller group of people in that situation that had even more readiness. I mean, they they were looking for the Messiah. They weren't just looking for another meet, checking it out, see what's going on, is God on the move, all that kind of stuff. We don't have time to go into all the background of that, but the but here's what he said. He said, "You." He goes, 
He goes, you have been given. He says it hasn't been given to them. So he's making a distinction there. And he goes forward and explains that, all right? He says this, it, whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insights and understandings flow freely. But if there is no readiness, any trace of receptivity, it soon disappears. All right. That's why I tell stories to create readiness, to nudge the people toward receptive insight. In their present state, they can stare till doomsday and not see it, listen till they're blue in the face and not get it, don't want Isaiah's forecast repeated all over again. Now listen, this is a condition uh, uh, of the way, that, uh, the way that God sees things and a condition that we can get in, we can... We can uh, we can uh, have a receptive heart, and revelation's going to flow through. When you really want to know, I'll tell you, you know, there have been times in, in my life, because of the consequences of the choices that I have made were crushing me, you know, my heart was contrited. Contrited means ground to powder. It was, then you pour a little water in there, you can shape it whichever way you want. But when it's hard, rock hard, and stubborn, and all that kind of stuff, I always judge my own self and my own heart in, in receptivity is, you know, and you can learn this after a while, you know, you got to be honest with yourself, you know, uh, is that I uh, say, Lord, I really do want to know, listen, you need to tell me what I need to do to never be here again. Now you're ready. Now you're ready. There have been other times, you know, uh, when, you know, it really don't matter. I'm just kind of running and gunning and doing my own thing and hoping, you know, God, I need you to bless this. <laughs> Big difference between God putting your life together and, you know, uh, and you putting your life together. It's really a lot easier to let God put your life together. But it's this little word called surrender. It is taking our will and surrendering that will to God. Our, you know, like Jesus, that's the example of him. He said, you know, not my will, okay, but your will. That's what I came for. That's what I live for. You get the final say-so, God. You get to, you know... And God will say, come, let us reason together. God's not going to just, God does not just stick his thumb on our head and say, I told you do that. You know, he'll say, now listen, this way will work. But there are other ways. And if you want to work those, he'll be right there when it all comes, you know, to a head and go, how's that working out for you? Are you ready now to do it my way? All right. Now, he's a good father. Now, uh, it, let's go for it. It says uh, this. This is the prophet. He says, and Jesus said, I don't want this repeated all over again. I'm trying to work people into a place where this is not the, the, this is not the end condition to where, you know, they're going to get dragged off into slavery. Are you listening? Exiled and, and dragged off into slavery. And I'm going to tell you what. Now, modern day exiles, folks just, you know, run off from God. They exile themselves. 
I've been in exile before. God, I don't want to talk about it. I've heard enough. I've judged it, and you're wrong, and I'm right. Now, after a while, it's kind of like, you know, well, how's that working out for you? You're right. I was wrong. That's the, the end that God's looking for. All right. These stories in the Old Testament were are, are, are for our example. We can learn from them. You don't have to go through them, but I mean, they're in there for a reason. Jesus didn't say he was did away with. He said it's fulfilled. None of it's going to be done away with. He said the Word of God is forever. All right? But, but take an example from that, how not to get into that situation. If we won't listen, won't listen, won't listen, won't listen to God, you know, eventually the consequences of all those choices are going to stack up and you can crash and burn. Pride comes before the fall, but the fall will come wherever there's pride. Ever there's pride, the fall will come. Just read this. There were generations that, you know, I mean, they soon forgot about God. Judges, you know, uh, uh, um, over and over again, God would raise up people and everything would be good when they, were, when, when they followed God. And then they soon forgot about God and went about doing Everybody did what was right in their own eyes and pretty soon here they go again, you know. And, and uh, uh, you know, eventually as we see in the Bible, they just got, car- you know, the enemies oppressed them, enslaved them, abused them. And there came a point in time with a nation uh, where, you know, I mean, God just, he said, you know, I mean, their enemies carried them off. Have you ever seen the enemy carry anybody off? Have you ever been carried off by the enemy? We'll take you somewhere you didn't want to go, make you stay longer than you wanted to stay, make you pay more than you wanted to pay. Isn't that right? What's the answer to all that? Be, stay Sensitive to God. Amen. You know, make sure that, that, that we stay sensitive. Now, he said, I don't want this to happen. He said, your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but you don't see a thing. The people are blockheads. Imagine that. God called people a blockhead. They stick their fingers in their ears so they won't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut so they won't have to look, so they won't have to deal with me face to face and let me heal them. Now, right down here, won't, 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 won't. That is, a, that, according to English, you just change one letter in there, I and O. It falls on us, the will of man. I will, I won't. I will, I won't. See, it's a personal choice. He said, if they'll come to me, he goes, I'll heal. Let me heal them. I'll heal you. Have you ever had a won't towards God? I won't. I remember telling God one time, I won't, Pastor. I won't. Understand? I won't. And things did not go well with thee. I can tell you that right now. And things started going well with thee when I said, you know what, I'll do anything you want me to. I will even do what I said I won't do. Because let me tell you the little story I was living in. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) 
I know that I'm not, you know, I believe that, that, you know, there was a big fish that swallowed Jonah. I believe that. Amen. For me, it was a Peterbilt truck. A big black fish swallowed me. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, let's move forward here in this. Uh, but you have God-blessed eyes, eyes that see, and God-blessed ears, ears that hear. A lot of people, prophets and humble believers among them, would have given anything to see what you were seeing and to hear what you were hearing, but never had the chance. Amen. All right, now Jesus, uh, I want to read out of Mark and the Amplified uh, Bible. Uh, now, it's... and. Starting with verse uh, 13, he said, And he said to them, Do you not discern... Uh, this is, is pulling in right, right here where off of the end of, uh, of this quotation by Isaiah in Mark. Uh, chapter 4 of Mark. And I'm starting with the 13th verse. I'm not going down through the whole, uh, the whole story again. All right. As he, he, it's the same account except it's from Mark versus Matthew. And we're going to get a little bit more from Mark, a little different than we got from Matthew. Now, don't think that that's a strange thing. It's still the Holy Ghost. If you, if me and Sandy are sitting at the table, and I'll use Lance and Leanne, all right, for example, because they're famous for this, you know. Leanne will go, Lance, tell the story. And he'll go, no, you go ahead and tell it. So she'll start telling, then Lance will go, no, let me tell it. All right. All right now, you're going to get, that, that's not wrong. That is not wrong. You're going to get two people's perception of the very same thing. And there are going to be details that Leanne would have that Lance didn't have. There will probably be generalities that Leanne didn't have that, that uh that Lance has. So together you're getting a better picture. You're getting a fuller picture. It's the same way, you know, if you've ever wondered why the, there's four Gospels where that is concerned, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it, and then it goes on from uh, there. But those, those guys specifically, uh, you know, uh, recorded, and, and uh, that's what Luke said. He goes, I, I felt it necessary. He said, given what's already been written to write to you and to give you a detailed account the way that I encountered and experienced Jesus. And thank God that he did. Amen. Because Matthew would have been satisfied, listen, from Abraham, uh, you know, uh, to David, there were 14, from David to so-and-so, uh, you know, uh, to Joseph, there were 14, Jesus was born, and you know, uh, that's it. But Luke says, well, let's wait, hold on just a second now. I want to I unpack this and unfold this just a little bit more. You know, we thank God that he was born, but we need a little bit more than that. The Holy Ghost prompting him, amen. So here's, here's uh, Mark uh, in verse 13. And he said to them, is, remember they had come and said, why are you telling these stories? So he, he said to create receptivity. And he said, you need to understand that not everybody is at the same place of receptivity. Not everybody's willing to hear, even what they need to hear, but we're working towards that always. God's always trying to get us into a position where he can give us the right perspective. Always. 
Always. Amen. And he's factoring in where we're at in life, what's happening, you know, what's happened, what's the, what's, you know, everything that he's prepared for you. All right. Now, uh, so that's the backdrop. And he said, remember, there's a questioning there. Need to understand, God will, sometimes I've had questions up in front of God for years. And it wasn't that, uh, you know, he wasn't capable of answering me. It was that I wasn't capable of being fed with knowledge and understanding. You know, he wanted to unfold truth to me. But where, from where I was at, I couldn't see it from there. I had to follow through. I had to, I had to grow a little bit more. I had to learn some things. It's just like, you know, uh, it, it, it would be just like telling a nursery rhyme to a, a, a child as they develop. There are certain times when they're going to be able to go along and read that with you. And comprehension is going to be greater than when you're just telling the story. Amen. <clears throat> Depending on how big the question is depends on, you know, what God has to do to get you into a place where he can answer that properly. Now, don't, now this is where we've got to trust God. I mean, we have to trust him because the devil for, will just jump in the middle of there and he'll answer you. I'll tell you, he'll give you some religious nonsense that, you know, he'll slyly work around just like with Eve. Well, did God really, you know, look, look, baby. This tree. What's so different about this tree? Well, we're not supposed to mess with this one. Really? Oh, yeah. God said don't eat it. Matter of fact, he said don't touch it. Now, God didn't say don't touch it. Adam said that. He told her, he said, woman, I told you, don't touch it. Huh? Now look, at, I, 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 I'm pretty confident of that conversation because the next line from the devil was, touch it. See, nothing happened to you. Now eat it. The Bible says she was deceived. <clears throat> you know, good people can tell you stuff, but you need to hear from God, and you need to hear what God is saying. You know, I'm sure she probably said, "What God say about that tree?" He said, "Don't eat it." Listen, girl, to be safe, Eve, don't touch it. Just don't touch it. You know what we don't know, we're destroyed with. The Bible says, "My people are are destroyed for a lack of knowledge." You know. <clears throat> you know, Emmy's almost uh, three years old. She has no comprehension of what that highway is out there. Isn't that right? It's up to us, you know, uh, to teach her about that, train her about that. But you don't, you don't put her out on the yellow line and say, now watch the cars. See? No. You don't even let her get close to it. There has to be a, a, some growth and maturity and development. And in the meantime, you know, we say, just do like I tell you. Trust me. God's the same way. All right. Now he said to them, this is Jesus answering the question. He said to them, do you not discern and understand this parable? How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all parables? Well, then, you know, I mean, he qualified this. 
he could have said, this is the master parable. All right. This is the story of stories. I'm teaching you about, I'm taking this message of the kingdom of God is here. And I'm going to begin to break it down and lay a foundation in your life of understanding, of knowledge and understanding that's going to, that everything else is, all the other teachings have to be built upon this one because this is foundational to it. Amen. Uh, be careful that, you know, you can't eat the whole grocery store at one time. You can go into Walmart. I mean, you load carts till 4 o'clock in the morning if you can pay for it. But even if you could pay for it and you hauled it all home, you're going to eat it all one bite at a time. Yes. Till you're full. And then you can't eat no more. I mean, you know, you, this thing right here, you can't know it all. Just, just trust the God who does know it all. And he'll, and he'll feed you appropriately for your age, for your level of maturity, for what, what is the food that is convenient for you, what's good for you. And, you know, I mean, God, God invented ice cream. You can have ice cream. He made Oreo cookies. Contrary to some, you know, I mean, some people believe that they're from the devil. I don't. I think, you know, anything in moderation is all right. And I wouldn't recommend that, you know, you eat three packs a, a week. But, you know, a lot, lot of sugar in there. Oh, the, And the Bible says too much sugar isn't good. But it didn't say no sugar. It said honey being the natural sweetener at the time. And, and honey's good, you know. Jim and Natalie make good honey. Amen. I highly recommend you inquire of them. Hallelujah. All right. Now, um, we're going to have to end with this. I just want to bring, we're in a, we're, we're coming into a place uh, of grace. All right, where where there is a knowledge and an understanding that 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 we need, I believe that we desire, uh, because honestly, out of this, trust me, if 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 you'll hang with it just a little bit, it will answer so many questions uh, for your life about how God works and the kingdom and what how we're supposed to cooperate and co-labor with Him. Uh, how, um, you know, how things are purposeful. Are you listening? You know, people can feed you cucumbers, like, like little Amy. We can give her cucumbers and all that. We can give her, you know, chicken nuggets and all that. But, you know, she doesn't know where chicken nuggets come from, how you get them. She thinks they're from McDonald's. But McDonald's don't, uh, don't grow <laughs> chickens out back. You know what I mean? You you know, there's a there's a whole process of how you get there, and if you understand that, you can have chicken nuggets on demand. If they close all the McDonald's, you can still have chicken nuggets, or carrots, or turnips, or green beans, whatever you know, or healing, or prosperity, or finances. Or a good marriage. The power to get wealth. A good job. A good, uh, a good life. Yes. Yes. If you understand this, you can understand all of it. 
That's the truth. I promise you. But we're going to have to... We're, we're going to have to have more than just a casual glance at it. Remember, the same people, you know, there were people that heard it and said, man, that was, that, you know, that was a good uh, preaching, made some sense, went right along their way. But it was the disciples. It was the disciples that decided, there's more to this. What are you talking about here? What do you mean? For them, those words were weighty. They, they carried more weight than just, uh, you know. Because I'll tell you what now, worlds, worlds are formed by words. Words are powerful. They're the most powerful thing that there is. We teach little children, you remember that song, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt you. How's that working out for you when you get up, you know, about 16 years old and she says, I'm breaking up with you. You're not the one. <laughs> it's just words. Words are powerful. And, and you and I being at the uh, top of God's creation, we are, the, we, are the, we are speaking spirits. In the new creation, all these words belong to you. God's words, not just any words, God's words. Which brings us to the first uh, where he says, Now, do you not discern and understand this parable? How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all parables? Now, that's quite a statement, but then he wants to unfold. He wants to unpack that. He wants them to know. So he begins to teach. He says, The sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. Now, the, by contrast, remember he started out here. He said uh, uh, in, uh, um, in uh, teaching, in, one, in another translation, he said the sower sows seed. Went forth to sow seed. The sower went forth to... Well, even in this one it says, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he was sowing some seed. Sowers sow seeds. He's saying the seed here is the Word. The ultimate seed in this life is the Word of God. Matter of fact, the Bible says you were not born of corruptible seed. It's just not just a biological thing. He said you were born again. You were born again by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. What's that mean? The world can't touch this Word because the, the Word formed this world. As, as hard as the devil can try. Now, he ain't stupid enough to waste time trying to, you know, stop the sun from rising. Because he didn't put it there. He didn't give it its assignment. That fool couldn't, couldn't get himself to rise. He said, I will exalt my throne above the throne of the Most High. Ask him how that's working out for him today. He was trying to use words. He goes, I will be like the Most High. I'll exalt my throne above. See, he wasn't licensed. He was not allowed. He's a created being. He's not like God. He's an angelic created being that has parameters on his life. And iniquity was found in him. But for why he hates you is because you got what he wanted. You're like God made in his image. And you get to say so. And what you say is... 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you.